Thanks for listening to the Refuel Podcast. Be sure to tune in every Thursday for a new episode. So tonight, uh, our, our lesson, and since, yeah, since it's a little more informal, I got, the, I got the, the seat, which means if you got a question or you want to say something, just, just say it, as long as it's semi-pertinent to, uh, um, to our, our lesson. We can't talk about Wyatt and I's hot tub party we were planning with the high school guys. Um, we'll have to do that later. So definitely we have young ears present. Um, so um, we're, we're doing this series called Supernatural um, because we're getting ready to go into the, like the Halloween season. And when we're in, uh, when we do Halloween, it's spirit nights. So the next, like the last two weeks of October, we're going to do like themed nights. I think the first night is going to be like um, the most outrageous mask, like as far as like, you know, your COVID friendly mask or whatever. Like, so like whoever can come up with the most outrageous way to stop the spread of COVID um, would be, will be the winner that week. And then the next one's just a free for all, like, you know, dress up, like you could be the big blob that Carson did, the big, uh, the big uh, bra- uh, blue blob. Yeah, you can do, you can do whatever. So, um, but we, we always do a series that's kind of like has to do with the supernatural. So I call this one like supernatural um, because when we were quarantined, you remember 15 days to stop the spread? That was on March, um, like, I can't remember. It was March something. <laughs> yeah, and they're like, if our country could just buckle down and you know, for 15 days, you know, we can stop the spread of COVID-19 and, and we are in like day number like 180 something of 15 days to stop the spread or something like that. Um, so for a while, you know, life was super boring. Now it's like starting to get, we're not gonna call this normal, I know, but like, you know, it's, it's starting to get, marginally more interesting in the sense that you have copious amounts of homework. And that's, the, I guess, the only interesting thing about it. Um, get to do some sports too. So what we want to do is talk about some things that are going on in your life that are actually supernatural even during ordinary days. So, um, and I've kind of, I've come up with some, I mean, I'm not trying to toot my own horn, but I think um, there's some very interesting um, titles for the lessons. Like tonight, we're going to talk about mutation. Um, one of the lessons is called uh, the devil's or the, the table of demons, um, because the Bible talks about eating of the table of demons, um, and it's not quite as disturbing as it sounds. But I thought that made for a great le- yeah made for a great lesson title. We're going to come to church tonight and talk about the table of demons. Um, so you'll you'll want to know you 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 want to hear about that. So we're talking about supernatural stuff, and tonight, by the way, just FYI, I do not have COVID. I have a throat tickle, so I'm drinking some water. Every once in a while, you may hear a a throat clearing, and it is not a, yeah, I'm not aerosoling or whatever they call it. Um, So I wanted, as we're talking about mutants, there are actually real life mutants. And uh, I was going to show the video, but I thought some people, I've made the mistake of showing videos to where people people have like weak stomachs and we've had people throw up in youth group because my videos are too like like graphic, Um, not like inappropriate, but just graphic. This guy's name is, um, is, I want to make sure I say this right, Mikhail Letito. He lives in France, or he lived in France. He's dead now. You'll find out why here soon. <clears throat> he was a mutant. We think of mutants, we think of like, you know, Marvel series, we think of X-Men, you know, we think of Wolverine, you know. But, but this, uh, this guy had a genetic mutation that allowed him to eat things that nobody, and digest things that nobody else could eat. Um, he, would, he would eat and had a taste for it. Like he actually enjoyed it. He would eat light bulbs. He would eat metal. Um, he would eat plastic. Excuse me. <coughs> there it is. He would eat plastic. 
Um, and he set a world, not, well, I don't know, why would you want to set this world record? He set a world record for the most metal eaten over the span of two years. He ate an entire Cessna 150 airplane. That's the plane that he ate. Over the course of two years, he literally ate and digested that plane. Which there, you don't believe me about, if you don't believe me, it's on YouTube. It's on the YouTube. Um, and actually, if you have the refuel app, I provided a link for the video where you can like watch him eating like the most disturbing things. Like, like he crushes up the light bulb and then just like starts eating it. Like the, I don't think, I mean, I'd hate to clean his bathroom. But, um, but, uh, he, he, but it was because of a mutation. They said he, his, his genetics were such that he had this, these incredibly strong like stomach walls. So he's a real life mutant. So we're talking about supernatural. We're talking about mutants. And um, tonight I wanna talk about how as Christians we mutate. Um, and the kind of the punchline is that every day God's making me more like Jesus. I really have a tickle in my throat and I apologize for it. I hope I don't go into like, you know, a coughing fit. Um, so if you have your Bible, open up to sec- or 1 Thessalonians chapter five. Um, it's a really interesting uh, passage here. Hold on one more time. <coughs> there we go. Um, it's a really interesting passage here because um, I have a picture here of, this is the city of Thessaloniki. And it's literally a city that is like you can fly to today. It's the second biggest city in Greece or in um, yeah, in Greece. Um, so you, you can fly to this city, but this was a city that um, the Apostle Paul had started a church in. And um, when he started that church, people were starting to believe in Jesus, like he was making progress. And then all of a sudden, like this violent protest, not that we know what that's like, um, but this like, yeah, yeah, some things never change, right? Um, in the words of Olaf and Elsa, some things never change. And um, anybody think Frozen 2 is better than Frozen 1? Or is it just me? Like Lost in the Woods is like the, like that 80s power. Anyway, getting off track here. But um, some things never change. So there was this protest and they kicked Paul out of the city. And when they kicked Paul out of the city, <coughs> excuse me, he didn't, um, he didn't forget about them. He would write them letters. And we have First Thessalonians, we have Second Thessalonians. And these Thessalonians, they believed like, because one of the last things that Paul told them before he left was that Jesus is coming back. So they were like, oh, that means he's coming back tomorrow. Like, that means if Jesus is coming back, like, why should I work? Like, I should quit my job. It's, no, it's pointless. Like, if Jesus is coming back, like, I'm not gonna do that, like, two to three page essay that's due on Friday because... Jesus is coming back. Like, like, there's no reason for me to do anything because Jesus is coming back. So they believed he could really come. So Paul was writing this for one reason was to like kind of correct them and remind them that, hey, like, you still need to do what, like, fulfill your responsibilities even though Jesus is coming back. So I've got the words here on the screen. As you can see, I, I'm gonna try to mark this up um, because sometimes that, that helps me and maybe it'll help you. Um, as we read it, but let, let's read First uh, Thessalonians chapter five, verses twelve through uh, twenty-four. It says, "We ask you, brothers, to respect those who labor among you, and are over you in the Lord, and admonish you, and esteem them very highly in love because of their work. Be at peace among yourselves. And we urge you, brothers, admonish the idle, encourage the faint-hearted, help the weak, be patient with them all. See that no one repays evil for evil, but always seek to do good to one another and to everyone." Rejoice always, pray without ceasing, give thanks in all circumstances, for this is the will of Christ Jesus, or in Christ Jesus for you. 
do not quench the spirit, do not despise prophecies, but test everything, hold fast to what is good, abstain from every form of evil. Now may the God of peace himself sanctify you completely and may your whole spirit and soul and body be blameless at the coming of our Lord Jesus Christ. He who calls you is faithful, he will surely do it. So the, the word that like I, I wanted to focus on is down here and it's this word right here. It's that word. Excuse me. I've been great all day and now all of a sudden I get in front of you, I get nervous. My palms are sweaty, mom's spaghetti. Um, so but that word, he says, um, now may the, this is kind of the big thought, may the God of peace sanctify you completely. And that word like sanctify, that's not a word we use very often. What does it mean to sanctify something or someone? Like, like if you told your parents you went to church and got sanctified, they would be maybe a little upset because they wouldn't know what that means. You got what at church? You got sanctified? I went to church and somebody, I got sanctified. You're like, what? Yeah, do we need to get a shot for that? Like, um, but what sanctified means is from this like Greek word, which is this word, agia. It's the word where we get hygiene from in, um, now I don't remember how to spell hygiene. Is it like that? Is that correct? Abby says it's okay, and she's a teacher, so we're just going to go with it. Um, we're just going to go with it. Um, so where where we get hygiene? So when do you think of hygiene? What do you think? Of? You think deodorant? Yeah. You think taking showers? You think of clipping your fingernails and not make, and not keeping a collection of the fingernails but throwing them away? <coughs> you think of what? Oh, toothpaste. Yeah, brushing your teeth. You think of th- taking something that is not clean and making it clean. And what this, what this word means is taking something that is dirty and making it clean, so like something that's unholy, and setting it apart. So it says, may God of peace himself sanctify you. Here's maybe a good way to understand um, what it means to be sanctified. Um, it means to be um, made to think and act more like Jesus. So if you're a believer, if you're a Christian, God is doing something in your life. And every day he's making you more and more like Jesus. And that's what we talked about. Every day, God is making me more and more like Jesus. But I think the problem is we don't feel like that. Remember I said supernatural, our days feel very normal. They feel very ordinary. Um, you know, you get up and none of your days are the, a lot of you, none of your days are the same now or it feels like that. Like one day you're going to school. The next day, or another day later, you're doing the stupid teams thing that some of you had to do today. That, yeah. And then, like, then maybe on Thursday, you know, you're just doing whatever you can find on Schoology or something, and what you can't find on Schoology you have anxiety about because you, know, you don't know if you have all your assignments in. We don't have all your assignments in. So you know, our days don't feel very spectacular. And we don't understand how can we be made more and more like Jesus in these really boring, boring days. So what we learn is that God sanctifies us. God makes us more like Jesus three different ways. And the first way is internally. I don't know if this picture is a good picture to have or not. You know. <coughs> Excuse me. <clears throat> Question. Yeah, like public TV ad. Well, um, what, what we learn here is like that what you put in your, we, we've really learned this over the past like couple months, what you put in your lungs can change you from the inside out. Like obviously, right? That's why people are wearing masks. Um, 
They say that, that smoking has that effect on people. Uh, you know, the more you put that, you know, that nicotine and the more you put that tobacco in your, in your lungs, you know, they talk to you about like that a million times at school, I know, like, like that, that affects you in a, in a negative way. Uh, so we know that internal things can affect us. And, and the, the scientists, uh, yeah, I wrote this down, talk about mutations can occur three ways from internal factors like smoking, COVID. Um, they can come from external factors like sunlight. You know, people that stay in sunlight, it actually mutates their skin. And then inherited factors. So like some of the, you can actually get mutations from your parents. So you can be like, thanks mom, you know, for my mutation or thanks dad for, for my mutation. So, um, so God sanctifies us. God makes us more like Jesus through these three different ways. And the first is internally through God's word. Um, Jesus promised that in, in John 17, he said, Lord, God, your Father, sanctify them by your truth. Your word is truth. So the first way that God uses, the thing that God uses to make us more like Jesus is this. Yeah, he uses the Bible. Um, and if you look, you know, the Apostle Paul, he gave the Thessalonians a bunch of different ways in which you know, they could not just change their behavior, but be made more like Jesus. In chapter four, he talks about how they should abstain from sexual immorality, that they should control their bodies, um, that they should not wrong their brothers. Uh, he talks about how God hasn't called us to impurity, but for holiness. And then in, I need to get my pen, I dropped my pen. Um, then in in verses 12 through 22, you can see, and I've kind of marked them, he gives them 15 like imperatives, 15 things that you're supposed to do um, in, in order to be godly. And I kind of went through and I looked at, he said, the first is that we're supposed to, that's number one, respect those who labor among us. The second is that we should esteem those who labor among us very highly. Um, the third is be at peace among yourselves. You know, some, yeah, some of us wish that, you know, like, like people on Facebook um, and people arguing politics would just be at peace among themselves. And it says, encourage, uh, admonish the idle. That's number four. Encourage the faint-hearted that we should be people who, you know, when, when people are struggling, we should encourage them. It says, help the weak, um, people who need help. Be patient with them all, not just the people that you can deal with. Um, always seek to do good to one another. Um, that's number, I'm, I'm, I'm not real good at counting. Uh, rejoice always is number nine. Pray without ceasing is number 10. Give thanks in all circumstances, number 11. Um, do not quench the spirit is number 12. Don't despise the prophecies is number 13. Test everything is number 14. And um, abstain from every form of evil is number 15. So you, can you see that God gives us like, not just an instruction manual, God gives us a way that we can be made to be more like Jesus. And, 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 and it's, the, it's the Bible. And is, isn't it interesting? This was written 2,000 years ago, but it's still relevant today. Do people still need to know how to get along with others? You think? Yeah, I have that trouble sometimes with my daughter because we're homeschooling. I shouldn't get too much into that and use her as an example, but like, hey, sometimes I'm like, just carry the freaking one. You know, it's what I want to say. I don't usually say that, do I? <laughs> uh, you know, but we have a hard time getting along with people in our house, getting along with people in our school. We, we still need that, right? If we want to be made more like Jesus. Um, it talks about how we can find happiness. It says rejoice always. Um, are people still looking for happiness in 2020? Yeah, you better believe it. Um, it. It talks about how we can connect with God. It talks about how to discern whether news is fake news. It does. 
See, it says, test everything. Um, so so, so it's all, yeah, how, how, what should I believe when this person says that um, this politician is lying and when this person says they're not? Test everything. Um, talks about how you can stay out of trouble. Um, and that was something that I really needed to know. I still need to know. I mean, I still say things. In a, yeah. White and I were misbehaving in tag. You know, like, like, like I still need to know how to, how to stay out of trouble. And, um, and, and the Bible teaches us how to, how to stay out of trouble. So, so we realize that there are things in the Bible that God will use to change our hearts and to make us more like Jesus. But sometimes we expect God to make us more like Jesus, but we don't join in on what he's doing by opening God's word and let us, letting him change our hearts. Um, so all that to say, don't be a turd, get in the word. Um, the, the next way that God changes us is externally um, through his people. And it's kind of ironic because I guess you know, these people probably aren't his people. Um, I don't know that for a fact, um, but I don't know if any of y'all watch Friends. Um, but uh, <laughs> yeah, Brian, Brian just did the, <laughs> uh, yeah. So all, all us old people know, yeah, you, it's, it's on Netflix. No, it's not on Netflix anymore. They took it off Netflix. You know, I don't know, that's sad. But if, if you look at, um, we'll go back to the verse here. If you look at what Paul was, um, what, what Paul did is right here. I see, I need to find a new color. What color should I use? Um, I need to find a new color. I'll use pink because pink is pretty. Um, and Paul gave a pretty prayer. This whole thing right here is a prayer. Paul said, now may the God, it's, it's, a, it's a prayer that he was sharing with these Thessalonians that he was praying for them. He says, may the God of peace himself sanctify you completely. May your whole spirit and body be kept blameless at the coming of the Lord Jesus Christ. Paul prayed to God on behalf of these people. And um, we learned, you can, you can learn earlier in the passage, that Paul really wanted to be with those people. You remember what it was like when, during the 15 days to stop the spread, when um, you literally couldn't see anyone. There was a period of time there were like, you could not, at any time you saw a human like, it was like a Sasquatch sighting. Like, 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 and you know, you know some, I, got, I got to visit some of you. Yeah, I got to stop by some of your houses just to say hi. Um, and, and it was like, literally, like, I, like, I'd never talked to somebody that much. Like, during those times, like, we were just like, like, soaking in people, right? Paul wanted to be with those Thessalonians. He got run out of the city. He wanted to be with them so much, but he couldn't be with them but he was able to pray for them. And the Bible's full of examples of people who like prayed for um, others. Like you got Abraham praying for Lot. We talked about that last year. Remember, thanks a lot. Uh, yeah, Abraham prayed for, prayed for Lot. David and, and Moses prayed for Israel. Jesus even prayed for his disciples and for Peter um, before he was put to death. So it's important for us to remember that, yeah, I remember I had people praying for me when I was in high school. I did some things like, they weren't like bad things. I mean, I wasn't killing people. You know, I wasn't sleeping around. I wasn't doing that kind of stuff. But like I would, my friends and I would sneak out of the house and we would go boating in the middle of the night. And um, we built these rafts. They were just like these boxes and we floated down the Guyandot River. Like I'd, I'd, be, I'd tell my parents I was staying the night at John's house. John would say he's staying at Brad's house, you know, and, and, yeah, and, and nobody knew where we were, but I made the mistake of telling a lady at church one Sunday night what I was planning on doing. I don't know why I did it. Um, and I don't know how many of y'all done Diane Foreman, but I just happened to mention it to her that I was gonna go rafting that night. We put in about midnight um, and uh, none of our parents knew where we were. And we were floating down the Guyandot River. We put in back there by uh, um, um, Martha Elementary there by the bridge. Uh, yeah. uh, and, and we just started floating down the river. Well, about two out, we're, and we're gonna end up in, uh, we're gonna cross the um, Ohio River and go to uh, Chesapeake. 
and, and it started storming like crazy. And right about the time we got to the Ohio River, I mean, there were like, it doesn't look like it from the bridge, there were waves on the Ohio River. And we were like, our little, we called it the coffin because it was like shaped like a coffin. It was just going like this. It almost became like a coffin. And what I found out was in the middle of the night, like my parents eventually found out and I got in big trouble. In the middle of the night, Miss Diane Foreman woke up and saw that it was storming outside. And she called like every little old lady at Lewis in the middle of the night and had them pray for us. Um, because she knew we'd be out on the river. So, um, so all that to say, like, I'm thankful now. You know, probably the only reason we got to Chesapeake was that, you know, little old Lewis ladies were praying for us. Um, and, and that's kind of a ridiculous way of explaining this concept that God um, uses the prayers. And there I said it, guys, prayers. I, I use the, he uses the prayer, yeah. I, he uses the prayers of other people um, to sanctify us to make us more like Jesus because you better, you better believe that when I got home the next morning, my parents put some very drastic measures in place to make sure that I started becoming more like Jesus. Um, so so you know, God uses other people and you, know, you may know somebody that's like, they're not going the right direction. Like they're, they're, they're go, you know, God's here and they're going this direction and you feel like you can't do anything to help them, your prayers for them, your praying for them makes a bigger difference than you realize because God uses your prayers to make your friends more like Jesus. Thank you. Uh, the, ne- <laughs> the next thing and the final way that God like sanctifies us, makes us more like Jesus is he does it eternally. He sanctifies us with his plan. I put this picture up here of 15 um, days to slow the spread um, because, you know, I was thinking about that time where it just felt like, you know, this year, every year you feel like I'm going to, I'm going to do this. I'm going to, I'm going to have a better year. And 2020, it almost feels like we're, sometimes I feel like I'm losing ground. Like, like you, 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 you really wanted to like excel in sports and now you're just hoping you have a season. You know, you were, you, you really wanted to do well in school. And now it's like, you don't even know if like, you don't even know what the end of school is going to be like. Like, like um, and, and, and sometimes we, we feel like we're, we're losing ground. But if you look at this verse, and this is where I really love this verse, um, it talks about how sure it is. First, it says, may God, the God of peace, look at this word, himself sanctify you. So who's doing the, sanct- that's going to sound redneck. Who's doing the sanctifying in this situation? It's God. It's not you. It's God. May the God of peace himself sanctify you. So what we learn is we, as hard as we try and as many rules as we or others sometimes try to put on us for the Christian life, we can't make ourselves more like Jesus. The only person who can do that is Jesus himself. It's God. It says, may the God of peace sanctify you. And then it says, sanctify you completely. So God has a plan to make you more like Jesus. You read about that in Romans chapter eight, verse 29. It says that uh, you are predestined upon the foundations of the world to be conformed to the image of Jesus. So that's gonna happen, no matter how much we feel like it's not happening. And then I like this, it says, he who calls you is faithful. He will surely do it. That word call is the same word we, we get for when God calls us to salvation. So it's a really fancy way of saying, if you trust God to save you, don't you trust God to make you more like Jesus? Don't you trust God to work in your life? If God can, if, if God can save you from sin, don't you think he can help you beat sin? There's no sin that God won't help you beat. Um, and yeah, I've got this, I was gonna kind of end with a graph here. 
Um, because we all kind of want the same destination and we all know this is what we're supposed to be. But we find ourselves down here. And we think our journey to being like Jesus is gonna be we take a little baby step, 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 and finally we get to be like Jesus. But um, if your life is like mine, it usually feels a little bit more like this. You take a step toward Jesus, and something really crappy happens in your life. And then you start taking another step towards Jesus, another step towards Jesus, and then pandemic comes. And then you start trying to get back to Jesus again, and then, um, ah, why is this doing this? And then you try to take another step toward Jesus, and your girlfriend breaks up with you. And then you try, you, you try to take another step toward Jesus, and then you get addicted to pornography. And then you try to take another step toward Jesus, and like your whole season gets canceled. And you try to take another step toward Jesus, and you get a fight with your parents. And you're just hoping that at the end of it, you will end up like Jesus. Yeah, kind of, it looks like the stock market. It looks like all the corona test uh, results. It looks like every graph we see this year. Yeah, it, it really is 2020. But sometimes that's how we feel like, you know, we just hope that at the end of it, we'll get to Jesus. But here's how, here's how Jesus sees it. Jesus sees it, you're suffering. So you learn to trust him. You start, you, you, get, you fall in sin and that's an opportunity for Jesus to show you how much he loves you. Uh, you. You go through a pandemic and you start realizing how important the family of God is. Um, you go through a breakup and God reminds you that he's got a future spouse for you that's better than the, the girl you broke up with or the guy you broke up with. You know, the girl you broke up with was, was classy, bougie, ratchet. He's gonna find you a girl that's classy, bougie, righteous, right? So... <laughs> Abby really liked that one. Um, so, but yeah, every step that, that we think is a wrong turn, we realize that God is working it in the background to make us more like him. When, when things get canceled, it means we have more time to spend with God. Um, when we're faking it and we're pretending like we're, 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 we're living for God, but we're really not, Jesus reminds us just how toxic false religion is. When we don't care about God in our life, um, Jesus ha sees that as an opportunity to make his relationship with you afresh and anew and get passionate when you get on it. When you're too busy to live for God, that means you have time to rest. You see, we see it like this, just this crazy mangled mess. But what God does, they're all things that God uses to make you more like Jesus. So in a nutshell, every day God's making me to be more like Jesus. I don't have time. And I was really excited because I have F words tonight. I don't just have a few of them. I have five of them. So I'm just gonna put them all on the screen at one time and let you see them. I'm gonna read them off. So if, if you want to become more like, here's the thing, you're gonna become more like Jesus whether you want to or not. If you're a Christian, if you're a believer, if you're a Christian, you're gonna become more like Jesus whether you want to or not. God is, yeah, you ever heard the, the, the poem Footprints? Anybody ever heard the Christian poem Footprints? It's this really sweet you know, poem that old ladies send in cards about how like there were two sets of footprints in the sand but then there was only one set of footprints in the sand. And that one set of footprints is when God picked me up and he carried me when I couldn't walk. My poem is butt prints. Because I get stubborn and I stop moving. I stop making any progress with my, in my spiritual life with God. And my butt prints are when God picked me up and he drug me to Christ's likeness across the sand. So I'm more of a butt prints guy than a footprints guy. Um, God's gonna make you like Jesus whether you want to or not. The question is whether you can find joy in the process or whether you find frustration in the process. There's no, there's no meaner Christian than a Christian 
who is not enjoying what God's doing in their life and is not letting God change them because he's going to change them. Um, so these are ways that you can enjoy. Um, these aren't ways to be sanctified. These aren't ways to be made like Jesus. These are ways to be, enjoy the process. The first one is ferociously protect your Bible reading time. If you want God to change you and you want to enjoy it and you want to see what God's doing, you'll see what God's doing in 2020 if you open this book. I promise. Find relationships with other Christians. That's the next F word. Uh, you know, you need, you, you need a little Diane Foreman to pray for you when you take a boat across the Ohio River in a storm at midnight. You know, find some relationships with other Christians, teenage Christians and old Christians too. Um, frequently pray for cr- friends who are drifting from God. You know, I, I know there, there was a big, you know, people had to, quarant- a lot of people had to quarantine tonight and, 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 and some people weren't able to make it. And I understand they're not here. There may be some people that you're looking around and it's like, where are they? Maybe they're having trouble in their relationship with God and, and you wanna reach out to them. Before you reach out to them, pray for them. The next is failures. Um, we should learn from them, but don't linger in them. You remember our little chart? Um, yeah, God uses failures, um, but you can't just wallow in them. You gotta see how God's working through them and keep moving forward. And the final thing is fall into the faithful arms of God. I wanna show you, I wanna end by showing you this. It says, he who calls you is faithful he will surely do it. So you are mutating, whether you realize it or not. Like God's changing you, whether you realize it or not. Um, and the question is, are you gonna enjoy it or are you gonna be frustrated by it? So that's the lesson for tonight. I, I, thought, I thought we'd have more, I thought, I thought you'd have questions. I thought you'd be talking. Like last week, you guys were so chatty. Like I couldn't, I couldn't keep you, I, I, I couldn't keep you quiet. And, and now you're, you're not chatty enough. So um, we're gonna pray and we're gonna get out of here. Um, and uh, what we'll do tonight is we can't really put somebody in, is we can't really put somebody in the middle. Um, so instead of putting somebody in the middle, uh, we're just gonna put somebody up front and we'll pray for them. And um, so we're, we're gonna do that. We're gonna put Brian in the middle. To, where is Brian? Where'd he go? Where are you? Brian. Brian, okay. Stand right here. My friend. Haven't got to see Brian Yeah. I've got to see Brian for a little while. Um, so it's good to see you back um, with your refuel mask on. So um, we're gonna bow our heads, close our eyes so it won't be as awkward for Brian. <laughs> and, and we're gonna pray for him before we leave and then I'll see you at the door, okay? Uh, Father, thank you for bringing us together. And God, I pray that um, even though days seem very unspectacular sometimes, that we'll remember um, to, to, to look for what you're doing because you are doing things in your life. You're faithful to do it. Um, God, I pray for Brian. Thank you for bringing him back to us. It's been like seven months since I've seen him and it's been so good to um, have him with us and just kind of catch up a little bit and, and I hope to catch up more here, here, here in a minute. Uh, but God, I pray that you'll um, keep your hand on his life. I pray that you'll draw him to you. I pray that you'll give him uh, uh, like diligence and clarity as he's uh, working through this very different school year, that you'll help him to um, know what assignments he has to do when they need to be done and that you'll give him the persistence to do them. Um, God, I pray that you'll keep your hand on all of us, that you'll keep us safe. And thank you that we get to gather together tonight. In Jesus' name, amen. Thanks again for listening to the Refuel Podcast. If you have any questions or would like to review the notes from this podcast, be sure to download the Refuel app from the App Store on any mobile device.